Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one distracting minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Menez of the News. And I'm Pete the Retailer. Welcome back, Pete. Thanks. Uh, so we begin uh, Minute 33 with, uh, with, with the house proclaiming that the lord of the manor and the king of the castle has arrived. Yeah, I love yeah. the hyperbole of the house. <laughs> yeah. And then ends with uh, Biff backing the DeLorean into a dumpster. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the hyperbole of the house. Is, I, I like that uh, it, it's apparently a setting. And, and he says, you know, damn kids. And when he, when he sets the setting, it says, it says something about lithium mode. But the, the distortion on the voice is hard to make out so i don't know if it says off or on Hmm. um and i like it both ways because it's like (laughs) it's like lithium mode on means it's just like all right chill out (laughs) which which i like that the lithium mode is the chill out mode for the house um uh but then also like off is interesting because it's like like okay so it was on lithium and that's why it was like being like so happy or whatever <laughs> happy that he was home i don't know but i i found that interesting but i like that the that the kids like set the house to that just like just to mess with marty yeah whatever they were whatever they were doing he was uh he wasn't happy with it yeah i liked it um so does does marty call marty junior ace <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> It's case. very um, kind of uh, old timey paternal sounding. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I I love that Marty Marty Junior ignores him, and and obviously the reason is because there's no one sitting in the chair because <laughs> it's just it's like right. a pile of clothes with a hat <laughs> on on top of the chair. Hello, son. <laughs> <laughs> So I I love that because they're just like all right I mean we got to cut one of these these double shot things that we're doing these split screen things mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta chill out on this so they came up with like a really funny like in camera way of doing it um, but I like that the joke of Marty Junior ignoring him is built directly out of the need for the special effect you know mm-hmm. right. Um, I, I like that sort of problem solving technique, I guess, in filmmaking. You, I'm glad they didn't cut to you know, close up of him on the couch and somebody else's hand, kind of you know, patting him on the shoulder. Right, right. Well, and, and but that and that's the thing though, and that's something that we're we've noticed a lot of with Zemeckis is Zemeckis. Zemeckis rarely uses close ups, mm. and when he does. Usually, a lot of times they're a push in. Like usually, he doesn't cut to a close up. Um, and the few times that he does, it's for like a very specific dramatic purpose, right? Uh, which I, I find really interesting. A lot of the time, he tends to just hold on wide shots and just let the actors do their work and just sort of lets the camera drift back and forth to follow whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 interesting. It's something that we've noticed watching because you never notice that there's not a lot of editing in the Back to the Future movies until you're watching it minute by minute. You know, 
Um, and and now that we are, we're noticing that yeah, his directing style is not a lot of editing. Right. Yeah. He he keeps his shots long and just like lets stuff happen in the mm-hmm. frame. Um, which it's is refreshing which is change cool. from from Star Wars, where he's he's an editor, editor's director. Right. Right. He's just thinking edits the whole time. So. Right. Exactly. Um. So. Uh, I like that there's a box in the um, in the living room or wherever, where whatever you would call that, the TV room, the den. What would you call that? Yeah, den. Den. Uh, I like that there's just a white box that says graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. Oh, Honestly, wow. I would totally go to a grocery store if their shtick was all of their things looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this. That's a good, just, uh, you know, because, you know, you could take the Trader Joe's model, basically, and just repackage other stuff, but just in, you know, come up with one good, you know, like a good font and a good color and just throw all your oh. stuff in a plain box like yeah. that. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. You don't even have to pay ink for that. There's no ink on that. It's yeah. just white. It's great. I'm into it. Totally. Well, it's cardboard, so it's probably white ink, but, you know. Right. Um <laughs> I, but yeah, I, I, I really like that. Uh, the other thing, the, this room yes. that they're, the den, it is very cluttered. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. It reminds me a lot of my house growing up. Uh, You've dad. mentioned that about this series before. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of that a lot. Um, it just because there's just, there's just stuff everywhere. Like where it's just like we have all this stuff. We don't know where to put it, but we don't want to throw any of it away. So it's just stuff. Um, and it's not its not like, you know, the McFlies need to be on hoarders or something. Uh, yeah, no, there's just clutter. Yeah, it's just clutter. Just mm-hmm. clutter. It's a very believable amount of clutter, to the movie's credit. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird that. thing to play straight, but... If they have the, you know, the fusion reactors outside recycling all the garbage into uh energy and yet they still have this much clutter it's kind of a mm. what kind of a statement does that make i don't know that is interesting um trying to figure out there was something there's a detail in one of these scripts about marty's job that oh i think it must have been in the 67 draft um, so we'll get to that because I'm not seeing it in the paradox draft. So it must have been in the 67 draft. Hmm. Um, but uh, but but yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But um, yeah, I I I I I'm also interested in Marty's watch. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. Very. It's got a lot going on. Does like something I'm not happen sure. with that later, or am I? Misremember. Oh, you know what? You might be right. Like, like it would be next week, I think. Because I yeah, maybe. I think you're right. I think it has something to do with like the card thing, right? Um, so I can't the needles remember. related thing. Yeah. I think it has something to do. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Although, All right. Well, this is the I could save this, but uh, I'm not sure what. I'm, I'm assuming it comes back still in my week here, but I just wanted to point out the ties are are fantastic. Uh-huh. It's, it's mm-hmm. a set of ties with kind of like a 
you know how like a like kind of football some football wide receiver gloves look when you put the two of them together it makes the team logo yeah like he's got a little bit of that going on with this you know two ties that have kind of you know opposing sunbursts so it looks like there's one one image or at least a mirror image of itself yeah um which is which is awesome an explosion yeah this is yeah. I, if i would totally uh you know if they sold these uh, double, you know, double tie shirts and two button, two rows of buttons and two ties and all that, I would totally be wearing this. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. You're, I, I guess I, I hadn't, I hadn't paid that close of attention to the tie because, yeah, it does. It forms one image. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like a like one of those uh, ink blot like things um, where you like you where you like put the two pieces of paper together and then. You know, it makes like the butterfly or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot what that's called. But uh, yeah, it's that's that's cool. I will say that the color scheme that he's wearing is very 80s. Well, it's also very kind of like downtrodden worker. You know, it's 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 mud. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. evocative of, of, you know, the kind of like. Like Nick was saying yesterday, like death of a salesman. Right. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Yeah. 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 He definitely, I, you know, that, that is something, uh, when George and Lorraine were in old age makeup in the original back to the future, I never got the like hometown play vibe. From them, but I totally get that vibe from Michael J. Fox as old Marty McFly. Yeah, that like Um, dinner theater. Yeah, like dinner theater. Totally, I totally get that vibe. It's uh, yeah, community theater or whatever. (laughs) I love looking at Marty Jr. and just seeing this pile of clothes just not moving. Hey, hey, buddy, watching TV. It reminds me of uh, not to bring Spider-Man back, but it reminds me of that shot in the original in the original Spider-Man, where uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst is like swinging with Spider-Man. Oh yeah, and, and it's like a doll. Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> obviously a mannequin. Uh, that's great. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, and then we uh, get Marty. Marty. Marty finally finishes switching his shoes, which uh, he was starting to do on, back on uh, back on Monday. Oh, yeah. It took yeah. him almost the whole week to go tie his shoes. Yeah. Well, it was futuristic shoe technology. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to. He's like, yeah, it was easy to get in them. I don't know how to get out of yeah. them. <laughs> I guess they uh, What would you pull a tab or something? to unlace the auto lace shoes i think I so know. that sounds good squeeze something <laughs> l- let the air out of them or something you know like like those uh like those like those those stupid uh shoes that were really popular that had like the little like puffy thing on the on the tongue that you would like pump oh, the reback pumps yeah and they like they did nothing yeah I, I I had a pair of those as the I was the basketball manager that year, and I I convinced my mom that I needed a pair. <laughs> what did they do? Did they do anything? It just you know filled in some of the like a little bit of air on the side, so it felt like a more snug fit. But oh. really much, but see, I had a pair of those 
uh, of like the knockoff ones. Like I, I think they were um, uh, like Converse or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like where where everyone started copying them, you know? Right. And they didn't do anything. No. Remember specifically, like I just felt like a crazy person, like constantly <laughs> pumping my shoe for no reason. I gotta tell you, though, nothing looks more comfortable than like when Marty gets back into his 1985 shoes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, and then, uh, so he, he walks around the car because he's just like, I gotta check out, check out 2015 again because he learned nothing from the the hoverboard sequence. Totally, um, right? Just learned nothing. Uh, and he sees an automatic dog walker, which is just like a dog walker, <laughs> dog being walked by a by a drone, yeah. mm-hmm. which is like kind of like sixty forty accurate, I guess. Yeah, although it's funny because on the on the Futurepedia, uh, which is our version of the of the Wikipedia, sure. Um, the uh, the Futurepedia, they, they, in all of these futuristic inventions things, there's a section called actuality. Uh, <laughs> where they talk about whether or not this thing exists or anything close to this thing exists. And they, they make to make a point of mentioning that, uh, there are drones. However, the noise from an actual drone would most likely spook a dog and make them run. Away. <laughs> I like the phrase spook a dog. <laughs> I just think it's an interesting detail to put into a Wikipedia entry. Thank you. Oh, it implies Thanks. that somebody, well, when it says might, I don't know. Otherwise, it yeah, implies you know, somebody might, might somebody's tested it, you know, and they figured it out. It might be a particularly brave dog. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's a, it says likely. Yeah. Would likely spook. The average round right. would probably yeah. be spooked. Right. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah. So he uh, he gets distracted by the by the dog and then just starts like, Wandering down Hilldale. He's, you know, Marty's being a real, like, Doctor Who companion in this movie. Yeah, he's being a real Rose Tyler. Yeah, because, like, (laughs) you know, Doc Brown, Doc, the Doc, tells him to stay put, and he never stays put. Mm -hmm. He just, he just. Is it it me? Is it you? Yeah, he's not listening. Um, It's a shiny thing. I'm going to follow it. Yeah, and he's like hopping. Like I don't know what he's doing. That's just his walk. That's just his dainty little walk. <laughs> <laughs> I just like because uh, you you're easily distracted by elderly Biff. But like if you're watching Marty, he's just like hopping up and down. He's like crouching down and looking at stuff. But just the houses. He's like, I wonder which one's mine. Yeah, I guess so, the yeah. best one. My mine's got to be the best one. Oh, it's so great. And then, uh, and then Biff steals the DeLorean and flies away. Yeah, well, and I like the detail, and I don't really know how they did this, but mm-hmm. but the detail of when it's getting when the DeLorean's getting picking up, lifting off, it's really awkward, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't know if the if the crane operator, or the forklift driver, whoever, whatever is doing the the lifting is just like jerking the controls around or something. <laughs> but, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the detail. I think that's really cool. Um, I also, I I find it questionable. I don't question that Biff can drive the flying car. I do find it questionable that he would be able to work the time machine elements hmm. <laughs> without, uh, without some sort of, some sort of, uh, 
tutorial. Now, is there no... Let's see. He wouldn't have had a chance to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. so. Unless, unless he figures it out on the fly. Right. On the McFly. Yeah, well, it, it, that's funny because when I said it, I was, I was, I was making a pun about him flying. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot of puns. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's it for this minute. That's the minute. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, uh, in the, the paradox draft, which is sort of like the lesser different draft, um, cause it's, it's closer to this one, uh, one of the things that um one of the things that's interesting is like there's a moment where like when marty first comes home he sees is he's george and he says ah oh, dad you threw your back out again i really think you should get that spine operation <laughs> and george says yeah but who's got three extra hours to spend at the hospital <laughs> all so sad <laughs> uh, yeah I just, I just really, <laughs> three hours at the hospital for spine surgery. Right. Um, I like that. So uh, in the 67 draft, Biff, who has arrived at Doc's lab, because Doc has a lab in 2015 in the 67 draft, because he's been in 2015 for a long time um, before he comes back to get Marty. Huh. Uh, so he has a lab and, and, and Marty or, and Einstein lives there and everything, the whole thing. And so they're at Doc's lab, uh, and Biff, who has followed them there, is in his motorized wheelchair because he is, uh, he, he's wheelchair bound right. in this version. Um, and he approaches Doc's lab and maneuvers over to the window where he can peek in and eavesdrop. And so Doc and Marty are in there and Doc is like pacing around. Mm-hmm. And Doc is like, so what do you, if you were Jennifer, what would you do? And Marty said, I'd probably do what I did in 1955, look you up in the phone book. And Doc says, well, I'm not listed. And Marty says, then I'd look me up. And then Doc says, oh my God. If Well, he says, great, great Scott. If Jennifer actually encounters herself, the results could be disastrous. And so then he, Doc goes into the whole like universe exploding thing mm-hmm. and the explanation of what a paradox is, except he goes into more detail. And I'll be honest, I kind of like this more. So what he says is she, the, the shock of coming face to face with oneself 30 years older, maybe more than any human being can handle. It could conceivably kill her. And if she dies, you certainly can't get married. And if you don't get married, you won't have kids. And if you don't have kids, I won't have a reason to bring you and Jennifer here in the first place. And if I don't bring you here to the future, she won't be killed. Marty says, so what's the problem? And Doc says, it creates a paradox. A person can't be alive and dead at the same time. And it violates the laws of physics. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually really like that lengthier that like more detailed explanation of it, what he's talking about it's worth it yeah i kind of like it because because the way that they play it off in the movie is as kind of just a joke of like oh doc's a crazy person right like mm-hmm. he's just he's just what 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 a, what a crackpot like you no. know he's not gonna destroy the universe just because she sees herself mm-hmm. um but this actually explains like how that would actually happen um, 
which I think is interesting. And then there's this then there's this other point where Doc goes, hmm, but it would be an interesting attempt. Interesting to attempt such an experiment on a small scale. Perhaps I could place my own portrait next to Albert, Ben, Tom, and Isaac. There would even be a Nobel Prize in it. But then I'd have to go to Sweden, and it's so cold there. <laughs> and he just he just starts he just starts like is trailing off and marty says doc forget sweden we have to find jennifer <laughs> um and i just it's ridiculous uh and then he says wrong you're you're staying here i'm going to find jennifer and doc, marty says but doc she's my girl i've got to go with you and i says uh but you could run into yourself and he's like no i won't allow it actually no one second thought i will allow it because you'll be much safer if you're with me and i can keep an eye on you and then, and then it just says in a parenthetical, not even on an action line, just in a parenthetical where it would say like beat in the in the script. It says spots red bag in Marty's jacket. What's that in your jacket? And he pulls it out, and it's the almanac, and they have the whole almanac conversation. Uh-huh. Um, which is, uh, I I I think it's funny just because it's just such a nonchalant like he's in the middle of this speech, and then he's like. What's that in your jacket? And I don't know if I like that more or less than the awkward dropping that Marty did last week. Yeah. I think it. I would have tightened that up even more, maybe. Yeah. And just kind of go from, you know, trailing off into talking about Sweden just to going like, hey, what's that in your jacket? Kind of, you know, play on the harebrained, kind of scatterbrained kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely, I think, I think you're right. Like, I I think that that it's, it feels more natural that way than, than Marty awkwardly accidentally dropping the almanac right in front of Doc as he's walking to the spot. Um, really awkward blocking, uh, in that. Um, but anyway, so the, the, the scene ends with, uh, with, with we're we're looking at the window and Biff has been watching all of this. It says Biff has been watching all of this with great interest, very great interest. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dramatic. So, um, so yeah. So that's uh, I I just I find it really interesting where how the script evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The uh, the idea of Doc being in 2015 for an extended period of time is really interesting to me. Um. And what's the time, kind of draft-wise, what's the time difference between the first draft and the final? Uh, the 67 draft, he wrote, uh, I think, while Zemeckis was in pre-production on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Um, so it was around, I think he started in 86 and finished it in early 87, like right before Zemeckis started production on Roger Rabbit. Uh, And then the Paradox Draft, he started the Paradox Draft, and he finished that right as they were wrapping up. um, Wrapping up, I think right around the release of, uh, or wrapping up post-production of Roger Rabbit. Mm -hmm. Um and then, uh, and then that's when they decided to split it into two movies. Was during that time. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's the uh, the sixty seven draft is around eighty six, eighty seven, I think, and then the paradox draft is like eighty eight. Huh. Yeah. All right. 
Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got for this minute. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, uh, in the meantime, you can go to our website, duelinggenre.com. You can leave comments there if you want. You can also email the show contact at backtothefutureminute.com if you want to talk to us that way. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and all that good stuff. If you want to leave us an iTunes review, we'd appreciate it. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a cool free way for you to help a show. Um, if, if you're, if you're cool with it, not being free, uh, maybe go check out duelinggenre.com slash support where, uh, you can go to our Patreon page and, uh, donate to the show there. Um, and, uh, and, and get lots of extra content and help us, uh, make extra, extra, make, help us make extra content like, uh, back to the future minute, no roads edition, the weekend edition of our show, uh, that we'll be doing if we reach our first goal and we're less than we're less than a hundred dollars away. So it's um, crazy. Yeah. Wow. So that's uh should be, should be soon that we'll be doing that. Uh, so yeah, go check that out uh, and be one of the people that helps make it happen. Duelinggenre.com slash support. And of course, check out our other podcast, the doctor's companion or doctor who podcast geek by night, our original audio drama that Nick and I uh, create and executive produce and write and, and edit and cast and all that sort of stuff. And then check out the other podcasts in the Minute family. Of course, uh, repeat the retailer over at Star Wars Minute with Alex Robinson. Um, they're going to be, I think they're, are you guys on hiatus at this point on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, this is the first day of, of hiatus. So. Okay. So there we go. So they just wrapped Phantom Menace yesterday. Uh, so you've got four movies worth of minute podcasts to go listen to, uh, huge backlog. So, <laughs> so go, go check all those out and then also check out Indiana Jones minute, Jaws minute, Rapid Con minute, and- We'll talk to you tomorrow with Minute 34. Bye. Bye. Bye.